Hello everyone, Dr. Julie here, and you are listening to my Coffee Chats podcast. I am a health researcher, PhD trained, and chef self-trained, on a mission to leave the next generation and our planet a lot more of a healthier place. This is your space to ask questions on topics that no one seems to want to discuss, with information that is backed by research, along with a good dose of practical advice. Real talk, real people, real answers. Let's get into this week's episode. In this week's episode, we have three great caller questions. The first, wheat bix good, bad or ugly. Number two, weight training. I have been doing a lot of walks recently after having a baby. It doesn't seem to be making a difference. Should I be doing weight training? Number three, help. I have been out of the workforce for 10 years and I have three children. I don't even know where to start, but I need to find a job. Do you have any advice? So number one, wheat bicks, good, bad, or ugly. Let's reframe this because I don't like putting foods into the camp of good or bad because it takes away from the question we should really be asking, which is how much goodness is in this food? How much goodness is this meal providing? For any new listeners, welcome. I would advise you go back and listen to my very first full podcast episode, which helps to unpack some of this a little bit further. But as a quick reminder, when we're looking at our core foods, this is what we want to be eating for the major part of our diet because of the goodness that they're giving us. We have veggies, a source of fat, healthy fat, and a source of iron. So when we're looking at wheat bix, is wheat bix providing any of these three core foods? Is it providing any of them at all, let alone in a significant amount? The simple answer is no, it's not. Yes, wheat bix is one of the better processed cereals that we have available to us. Is one of the lowest amounts of sugar, but is it providing a vegetable and all of the essential micronutrients that veggies give us? No. Is it providing us a source of healthy fat? No. And is it providing us with a good source of iron? No. Like all things, we've got to take into account nutrition as a whole. So I'm not saying don't eat wheat bicks at all. I'm not saying don't feed it to your kids. Do my children have wheat bits? Yes, they do. They have wheat bits probably a couple of mornings a week. And even when they were a bit younger, one of the advantages that I found with wheat bits was that it was something they could do themselves, which is also important. I remember Arjun as a four and five year old learning to get a bowl put some wheat bix in, splash some milk in, did it go everywhere? Yes. And that's what I mean by we don't want to put foods into good or bad because there's always so many considerations. But when we are looking at one of our main meals, and breakfast is one of them, we have, we have 21 main meals in a week. We want to make sure that for the majority of those, we are getting those core foods in. And when it comes to breakfast... What we start our day off on 
can really make a significant difference to our food intake across the day because if we're starting our day off without some of these cool foods, especially when we're looking at a really good source of fat, because that's going to help to regulate our blood sugars and stop those crashes a little bit later on, we want to keep this in mind. Plus, we also want to keep up that repeated exposure of some of these harder foods, especially for our little ones, so that in that categorizing and scripting process, which I go into in a lot of detail in The Nourished Toddler, they continue to categorize and script those core foods of veggies, a healthy source of fat and iron, effectively as a normal food to have at breakfast. If you have been giving your children wheat bix heavily, please don't feel guilty. Remember the grain industry produced the old school food pyramid with grains at the bottom in the eat most category in order to sell their grains. Most of us have been brought up with this. It's very hard programming to take out 30 years of this. And if it feels daunting to do something else in the mornings, especially when you're trying to get out the door, just start on the weekend. Continue with your wheat bix or your other cereal six days of the week and do something different one day on the weekend. Do that for a little bit of time and then tackle another day. You would be surprised that when you just take on something small and not try and change the whole world, just how much difference it can actually make. And you may also want to try some different breakfast options that are still pre-prepared as well. So you're just making that slight little shift. I often get asked about my baby porridge, which is really not porridge, and is it okay for toddlers? And I'm like, yeah, it is. I eat it. And I have been careful and selective at making sure that all three of those core foods are included in it. There's some food for thought there. Caller question number two, weight training. I have been doing a lot of walks recently after having a baby. My baby is 10 months of age. Should I be doing weight training? I haven't done a lot of it pre-baby. Or I want to spend a lot more time on this question, but I'm just going to give you some quick fire takeaways with this. So first and foremost, all movement counts. And that's a really important message because there are benefits to movement well outside any body composition changes or strength changes that you might want to be taking on. However, when you have a baby, there are not only some physical considerations, but there's a huge time factor. And sometimes knowing what is the most efficient activity that we can be doing in order to get results that we may want is really helpful. And this is where weight training falls in. So what I mean by weight training, and that's applying any load to your skeletal muscles. This load can be your body weight or it can be some added weight. Now because this beautiful caller has messaged in and her baby is 10 months of age, it's imperative that I cover the safety considerations. If you haven't had a pelvic floor check or your TVA check, this is definitely where I would start because we don't want to be adding any load if there is abdominal separation or a very 
week four to begin with. My youngest, Ray, is nearly four years of age and for two years after having him, I did regular pelvic floor and TVA exercises basically every day in order to strengthen that core back up. It takes a lot of time and I know that that's not the answer that you are hoping or seeking or looking for. But the time will go, you know, I'm nearly four years after having him and I've mentioned this on a previous podcast episode, it can be really easy to look at someone and go, well you look like this, how did you just get from this to this? Without seeing, you know, like in my case, four years after having a baby, four years of repair, recovery, two major surgeries in that time as well. So it hasn't just been a straight trajectory by any measure at all. And like four years of rebuilding strength and muscle mass. The benefits of weight training are significant. And this is for all populations. But when you are time poor, which you are as a mother, This is definitely something that I would encourage including because of the metabolic benefits, more so as we age. Our basal metabolic rate accounts for 70% of our total energy expenditure. And what changes our basal metabolic rate is our overall muscle mass. And this is where biological men have such a significant advantage when it comes to their metabolism. Because of testosterone, they naturally have a higher level of muscle mass and they grow and develop muscle mass a lot faster than a biological female. Testosterone is an incredible hormone in that. Which just FYI, if you're comparing yourself to a biological male, please don't because you are literally in two very different bodies. So doing some basic weight training two to three times a week is going to significantly increase your muscle mass. And I don't necessarily mean to get bulky. I mean to change that composition around, which is going to increase your basal metabolic rate, which means at rest, you are burning more energy. And this is really important. It's also going to increase your post-exercise energy consumption, which means you are turning over more energy post-exercise as well. It can seem really overwhelming where to start, particularly if you haven't done a lot of weight training previously. Even our Ministry of Health guidelines on exercise talk about the importance of including this at least twice a week, and they're fairly basic. And all I would say is to get some help with this. There are a lot of groups, there are a lot of trainers. Check that they know and understand some of the physiological responses that happen after having a baby because we can do a lot of damage and I've got my own personal story with that as well and your question was you know you're doing walks and you're not seeing a lot of difference and I'm kind of not surprised with that because while walking is incredible and it's really good for your mental health in terms of changing your body composition and or increasing your strength, it's not going to stimulate that because your muscles aren't under load. I hope that's just given you some little tidbits to take away and I'm more than happy to talk about what I do as well in future episodes, but I do a lot of 
weight training and I have also in the last couple of years discovered Olympic weightlifting and it's given me a whole new lease on life. But I want to keep today focused on you and your question and hopefully that's just given you some little takeaways in which to start. And our third caller question was help. I have three children and I've been out of the workforce for nearly 10 years. I'm needing to get back into it and I have no idea where to start. This is a big question and I firstly even want to acknowledge your bravery for messaging in about this and being vulnerable enough to share how you're feeling at the stage of life and parenting I'm at, which is with a 10-year-old, I can promise you that you are not on your own. And what I also want to say is it's extremely hard and challenging, and that's why you're finding it daunting. And I'm going to be really straight about this. One, because I don't want you to think that there is some magical dream job out there that's going to fit in with your family. I think that is a huge misconception that we get told as women, and it does us a massive disservice. And it is going to be hard and you are going to fight and you are going to be competing against basically the rest of the population that's trying to find a job because the view on women who have children is very negative. And again, if you haven't listened to my episode, which is titled the Controversial School Holidays episode, please have a listen because it will at least enable you to understand some of what you're up against and just knowing that it's hard it may also help you as well in the face of a lot of potential rejection and a lot of potential I guess reconsideration that you may need to apply when you're actually looking at jobs and working you've got to get your foot in the door And I say this as someone who has interviewed and employed a significant number of mothers. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see when women and mothers come to me for an interview and they've had children and they've been out of the workforce for a long period of time is what I would call their unrealistic expectations. And that's they are almost coming to me and interviewing me, as in like, well, this is what I'm wanting, this is what I'm wanting in terms of my hours, this is what I'm not willing to do, and remember, I am someone with the utmost love, respect, understanding of how challenging it is, but I'm still running a business, and when I get told that, I immediately go to, this is not probably going to work because there's no give you're not actually presenting me with any shape of an appealing package other than this is what I want and I'm not willing to work these hours and I'm needing to do x y and z get your foot in the door prove yourself a little bit and then come in with some requirements and this may not be what you want to hear 
but you've asked, you've got to know that you're on the back foot, you've got to know what the perception is against women with children, so you've actually got to front that, and as I said, you need to get your foot in the door somehow, some way, and then you can make effectively some demands and changes, not the other way around. That may also mean that you need to look at your family structure and have some conversations around that. In other words, look, I'm needing to get back into the workforce. Potentially, I'm going to need to work weekends. Potentially, I'm going to need to work an eight-hour day or something that is less desirable or less what you want in order to actually get that job and then to make some changes or then to change your job to something that is more appealing or fits more for you. If you are also struggling to even get to that point, consider some things like volunteering, offering effectively to do some work experience in order to get where you want to go to. If someone came to me and said, hey, I want to do some work experience in your kitchen for a month in order to put myself in a better position to find a job. I'm not going to say no. I'm going to be like blown away and so impressed. And I know other employers would be the same too. I would also encourage doing some courses. There are so many online courses now. You can do a course in Facebook ads Look to where you can upskill yourself and that's something you can do while your children are napping or at school or late in the evening. What it's going to do to your CV is immediately brush it up so you're not going to have a gap of 10 years. You're going to at least have something on paper and for those of you that are listening and you have small babies, please Please consider some of these tips that I am suggesting even now. Please try and look forward five years, ten years. Do I wish this was the advice that I was giving? No, but I see so many women in this position. You could do a job a couple of hours a week for five years. That's immediately going to put you in a better place and in a more appealing position than a complete gap for 10 years. It's a couple of hours a week. It's going to give you options. And again, I want you to think about that this has got nothing to do with the amount of money that your partner is earning because there are no guarantees. You actually don't know what's going to happen in 10 years' time. And do you want to gamble the rest of your life on that? Do you want to gamble your ability to support your children or to give yourself some options for that? Listen to women who are years down the track from you. Because a little bit of holding on or a little bit of ongoing upskilling, the time is going to go. It is. It is going to go regardless. But options are really important. As I said, I unpack so much of this in that school holidays episode, which really has very little to do about school holidays, but a lot about women in the labor force and some considerations. And 
I mentioned that sort of magical dream job. And I, again, I want to say with a lot of love and care and respect that we often get told, well, look, you, you're going to be able to find that job, you know, that's from 9.30 to 2.30, a few days of the week, which is also what going to pay well and be fulfilling and give you a sense of purpose. I think you're tr- going to try and look for a magical unicorn. It may be a place to start. It may be what you need to do for a certain period of time, but don't hold out for that because our world is not structured that way. And especially because our labour force is so segregated by gender as well. On the flip side, we've had three years of COVID and so many workplaces and businesses have adapted and there are a lot more working from home arrangements. There are a lot more jobs that involve flexibility with hours that you can do on the weekend, in the evening. We have laptops and cell phones and we carry them around 24-7. It is so different to what women had access to before us. Keep going. Keep having hope. Keep taking all of the actions and keep upskilling yourself in some way, in some shape. And remember that as a mother, you bring a lot of skill set to the table, which is not necessarily what we would see on paper, but is incredibly valuable. You're bringing a life experience to that. You're bringing a work ethic like no other. Your ability to multitask, to problem solve, to make decisions on the fly, to deal with emergencies, to plan Like, look at the mental loads that you carry. All of those skills are very transferable. And it's just hard to be able to show that because our world and our labor force is not set up to acknowledge that. But if you know that deep inside, and if you can see that, it's going to give you some confidence. Good luck and keep having those conversations. Well, we really covered three W's today, didn't we? Wheatbix, weight training, and getting back into the workforce. Please keep your questions coming. I love seeing them. And thank you too for all of your emails and messages and responses to our podcasts. It's incredible to receive this feedback and to know that you're really enjoying it. As always, so much love to what you are taking on doing the hard stuff, you're trying to look after yourself along with feeding your family really well and making sure that the overall well-being of your entire tribe is as good as it can be in a world that's set up so against us. I hope you all have an incredible week and I will see you same time, same place next week. I just want to do a shout out to our incredible sponsor, 06 Coffee. As you all know, I am coffee obsessed. And 06 is a local New Zealand company, also very waste conscious. Coffee does not ask questions. Coffee understands. And coffee gives you five minutes peace in the chaos, which I really hope you get today. Please use the code 1506 for 15% off. 
that's it for this week's episode. If you do have a question, please drop it into the contact page of my website or a DM on Instagram. Everything from food, wellbeing, business, motherhood and life questions are answered here. I do really hope you get in a peaceful cup of coffee or at least take some time to yourself today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast to keep up to date and make sure you don't miss an episode. Until next week, with love, Dr. Julie.